Hello, hello, greetings everybody. Welcome to Inspiring African Travel. It's James here. And I'm really sorry for the delay in us uh, getting the next episode out to you in this series. It's a welcome issue. We've been very, very busy at work, which means tourism is um, is rolling on. But unfortunately, we're, um, there's another setback. Um, but we'll gloss over that for, for now. Um, Jules and I have also been in the UK and, and, and France visiting family. And now we're stuck uh, in the UK. But nevertheless, we'll make the most of it and uh, continue to do our bit for Africa. And today's episode is with professional guide Grant Reed. And I know we say this about every episode, but this is really an amazing chat that we had. So much so that we've broken it down into part one and part two. And uh, there's a lot of chit chat in between, but we thought it would be good value banter to have in the podcast. So Grant Reed and his team in Botswana run the African Guide Academy and we're going to chat to him a little bit about you know the fundamentals of being a guide and the courses that they offer to overseas travelers where you can actually come to Botswana and learn the intricacies of being a safari guide and interpret the bush and the wildlife uh, an amazing product and a great opportunity for anybody looking for something really authentic out there grant grant reed uh, and his brother appeared on uh, nat geo wild they've run a very successful mobile safari company in botswana they've helped top gear uh, they know the bush inside out there and um and, and, and run a fantastic family business and employ a lot of people. What's really close to, to what he does is this guiding academy and, um, and, and giving back uh, to, to those who have provided him that opportunity to learn how to be a guide. Uh, in this part one and part two, we're going to talk about the history of the company and uh, we'll talk a little bit about how you can, uh, you can experience it for yourself we'll really just enjoy sharing our stories of the our passion for for the wilderness in Africa and uh, and everything that it stands for so uh, sit back relax uh, if you're driving please do concentrate on the road and if you're running listening to this episode keep it up maintain your cadence if you're on the bike have fun and please do get in touch if you have any questions about what we've chatted about in this episode and others and uh, stand by for the next series coming soon. We are going to keep ourselves busy and hopefully keep up the content for those of you enjoying what we're doing. So thanks a lot and spread the word, please. Well, I want to just get uh, straight into it and set the scene and everything. Um, I am I'm in the UK at the moment. Uh, Grant, where where are you? What's uh, set the scene for uh, your location and the the situation at the moment? Well, I'm currently sitting on the banks of the Tamlakani River. Uh, I'm on the uh, southeastern extension of the Okavanga Delta. Um, really nice view from our offices, looking over the receding river, the Tamlakani River, like the rest of the Okavanga is currently dropping. Um, and uh, yeah, um, it's early December, so it's uh, green season for us. It's nice and lush, beautiful bird life around. 
and uh, yeah, all good, uh, all good this side. Obviously, we're uh, facing uh, reduced tourism, so there's not as many smiles as there were a week ago. But yeah, I can vouch for that. Um, <laughs> in the in the UK, the water levels in the in the pond that I'm looking at are, are currently um, not very active, given that the the lake is half frozen. We had a bit of a cold snap here, so okay. slightly different to your to your setup here. <laughs> I know you love your birding, Grant, but I haven't been doing much birding whilst I've been in the UK. The only reasonable sighting was a great tit, uh, which was on the BBC News last week. A pair uh, of them. <laughs> yeah, on TV. <laughs> Anning travel to Botswana and Southern Africa, which is uh, less than amusing. Um, but anyway, it is, uh, it is what it is. We're going to get through it. It seems like the penny's dropping out there in the world to realize that... Uh, what what's transpired is that uh, the the situation is n- not our fault in any way whatsoever. But uh, we'll gloss over that. Stu, what's your setting? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I snuck down to Cape Town for a couple uh, for a couple of days. So um, so I'm actually hiding away at the end back end of a shopping centre. So I have no view or anything of Cape Town. But at least the weather's good. Uh, so after our chat, I'm probably going to head out, go check out the ocean. Nice. Is it windy? Yeah. No, not a breath of wind, eh? not a cloud in the sky. You know, you know, you know those those days in Cape Town like that. So it's pretty good. Are you sure you're in Cape Town? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. I'm, well, I, maybe I'm not because I'm in the I'm in the, the the Belleville area. So is that even technically Cape Town? Uh, possibly. <laughs> you did get yeah, a hard to say. You did get a very early flight. Are you sure you went to the right place? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm still trying to work it out. Yeah. Still waking up from the flight, I think. <laughs> well, Grant, we're quite a professional outfit at Inspiring African Travel. So we've done some um, pre-interview research. Um, yep. So um, I, I, I googled uh, Grant Reed Safari Guide um, and see, see just to see what would pop up on, um, on, on YouTube. Um, Hopefully not a criminal record. <laughs> Well, <laughs> the, f- the first thing comes up is uh, uh, some podcast interview with you uh, referring to you as a um, snake wrangling hippo magnet. And, and, then, and then there's a, an epic video of you and your brother launching uh, a beer, uh, a new lager in, um, in, <laughs> in 2018. So does that pretty much sum you up? A snake wrangling, <laughs> hippo magnet, beer loving, ge- geezer? Yeah, it's probably uh, it's it's probably a little bit that uh, doesn't fully describe me, but uh, yeah, a huge passion for the wilderness, and uh, I have to say that uh, at the end of a, a hot day in the bush, I really don't mind a, a cold beer. So it's a reasonable introduction, I would say. <laughs> well, in terms of. Hippo magnet. I can I can vouch for the fact that um, it's not the only thing that you attract. I've had the privilege of bunking up with uh, with Grant on some several European trips promoting Botswana. Really good promoting for the country, I have to say. We've uh, been flying the flag out there. But one one particular evening comes to mind in um, in the dark streets of Geneva, uh, celebrating a good a good evening promoting <laughs> promoting the uh, promoting the country. And we ended up in a very small bar in the back streets of uh, Geneva. And uh, it, it, let's just say it ended up with us um, literally running away uh, from the, um, the clutches of a, 
a very uh, inebriated gentleman who wanted to invite us, uh, an elderly gentleman who wanted to invite us to his balcony for more rosé. Um, so <laughs> it's it's not just Mac, it's not just hippos that you attract, uh, Grant. Yeah, and I have to say that was a lot scarier than the few times that I faced down at charging hippopotamus. Sounds like an exciting life out on the road. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Stuart, you better you better come and rescue me, the the the, the, the situation. It, let's take it seriously. So, I mean, Grant, so we know you're obviously involved in a lot of things, but our, our main uh, point of discussion, what we really wanted to chat today about, is your African Guide Academy. Um, how long have you been? How long has it been running for? And maybe just give us a, a little bit of a rundown on, on what the focus is there and, 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 and why you started it. Thanks, Stuart. Yeah, so we started um, as Okavango Guiding School in 2002. We registered and uh, it was really only in 2004 that we really started offering training courses. When Brent and I started Lataka Safaris, uh, you know, we started as an owner guided company. And very quickly found that actually when you run a safari company, there's a whole lot more to it than just guiding. And when we tried to look around and find uh, guides that could take over, we realized that um, there was no training institution. Guides were really battling to, to get up to a high level in Botswana because there really was no platform, um, you know, no training institution. Some of the companies had in-house training institutions. Um, I was very fortunate to receive incredible uh, training in Kruger National Park, and um, I, I would say that training saved my life uh, on at least one occasion, uh, you know, the weapons handling and stuff that we were taught. And I guess from that day when, uh, when that happened, I'd, I'd already made an oath to myself that um, one day I would uh, put back um, you know, what, what I got, um, you know, that, that education that I received, I would do that for, for other guides. And, it's always been a passion. I've always enjoyed, you know, the thing that I love most about guiding is teaching. Uh, you know, uh, the, the nice thing with the, the Guide Academy is that you're teaching people that want to learn. A lot of tourists, you know, you can tell them the, the very basics, but once you delve even past the first layer of, of a topic, they've lost interest and they want to go and see something else and take another photograph. So I've, I've really enjoyed the, the Guide Academy from the point of view that we really can take people much deep, deeper and delve much deeper into the ecology and the and the wilderness. So uh, yeah, we we started off doing just nature guide courses, um, and then quickly evolved into doing trails guide courses as well. Um, and now we do um, tracking, uh, um, track and sign as well as um, wilderness trails. So the wilderness trails are different. It sounds all very samey, um, but the wilderness trails are very much like a primitive trail going out. Uh, sleeping out under the stars and living in the wilderness rather than doing walks and then coming back to a camp for lectures and doing a structured qualification. So the trails guide course is a structured qualification and wilderness trails is more just a primitive trail and, and time out there. So we have evolved a, f um, a fair amount, uh, you know, kind of over the years. What you mentioned there is that, you know, what you, what you offer is a, is, is a platform to allow guides um, from all over the region um, to 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 build up their skills but you've opened it up to overseas travelers overseas travelers are able to go and do a um a, a, a course on being a guide what are the kind of experiences that you guys offer and what's it like yo <laughs> have you got 28 days for me to run through what it's like um yeah the the, the guide uh, you know I, I think one of the things that we really try and get through to people 
is it's not a cheap safari. You know, if you want to go on safari, go on safari. Um, but what we've seen, James, is a, a real paradigm shift in, in tourism where people want to go and do grassroots real experiences. People are moving away from luxury and moving more towards experiential travel. And that's exactly what that academy is. You know, so in, instead of going on a game drive in the morning, you will lead the game drive. So you get up a little bit earlier than everybody else. You check the vehicle. You go through uh, all your equipment. Uh, you do a safety briefing with everybody and you guide a game drive. You stop. You look at the tracks. You've got a trainer there obviously helping you, uh, you know, with, with content where you need to and helping you to, uh, you know, giving you the opportunity to look at the tracks and try and figure out where the lines have gone or what's happening. Um, you know, between you and your tracker. Um, but then obviously you've got the support there of a tracker because people who arrive don't really know much about it. But the experience is completely different to a safari because it's it's very empowering. People realize that actually, you know, this is not some mystical art or, you know, kind of the tracking of wildlife or finding animals. It's a simple process and we all have, it. you know, we all evolve at the same time out of this, uh, you know, kind of out of the caves and, you know, from, uh, you know, from our very primitive life into our modern day life. And it's not a big step back, um, but people are, people get immense satisfaction from utilizing those, those primitive skills. One of the, one of the greatest things, you know, one of the, when we opened this up to the international market, it was very much uh, to help us financially support the guide training because, it's very, you know, to run a, a camp in the Okavango is quite expensive and it, may, it puts it beyond the financial reach of the, the local students. Um, but for the international students, it's an opportunity to get into a private concession area in Botswana for a quarter of the, the price of going to the luxury lodges. So it offers great value for money for the internationals. Uh, but by the same token, it, those internationals, by them being there, allows us to offer affordable training for people that are going to use it a, as a skill. But one of the uh, sort of unseen consequences of that, uh, consequence is probably the wrong word, more kind of the serendipity was the that um, cultural exchange, you know, people coming from overseas, instead of just learning about the wildlife and tracking and ecology, also get a massive insight into you know the, the the cultural history of Botswana because they are training alongside local guides who have grown up in the surrounding villages. Um, I'll talk a little bit about the sponsored guide um, uh, sort of program a little bit later, but you know the, you know there's there's always local students on the course, so it really is a very well-rounded exposure into Botswana that takes you literally from the, the history and culture of Botswana through the ecology, the geology, the hydrology. Um, and you leave Botswana not as a tourist would knowing, you know, three or four birds and, and a couple of facts, but you really do leave understanding Botswana on a level that even some Botswana don't understand the, the country in a, in, a whole, in a holistic way. You were saying the Grant that the so the international guys pretty much are they doing the same course as the as 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 a local as what a local guide would do over that same time period. I mean it must be quite I mean you touched on it quite well, but um, quite unique for a foreigner to come in and kind of experience it as a normal guide would. Because I think some of these some of these uh, training courses stuff that we that we see 
it's like a wash, quite a washed down version. Um, you know, this volunteerism and all that stuff that you hear about, you know, some guys kind of do bits and pieces of stuff to get a feel for it. And then, and then kind of a few days later, they're out of that system and they're not really, they're not really having that proper guard training um, as you talk about. So is it a fully immersive course for the foreigners as if, as it would be for a, for a local guy? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, yes, it is. And the, the guys who come with us, um, they can choose whether they want to do the South African, which is the FAGASA. FAGASA stands for the Field Guide Association of Southern Africa, um, but is the requirement to guide in South Africa, um, as well as the Botswana Qualification Authority. Um, so the guys can either sit their, their Botswana, their South African, or both qualifications at, at the end of the course and actually get a, a proper guide certificate. Um, and we have had people that have come to do this as a life experience, you know, just, just really coming to, to get the experience and it's touched their lives on such a level that they've sold up in, uh, you know, their flat in Berlin or, you know, in, in London or wherever and actually come out to Africa, moved here full time, gotten involved in, in tourism, gotten involved in guiding and, and done a 180 degree turn in their life. So, you know, even some of the people who do it for, you know, as a, as a life experience um, end up using that qualification and, and getting really, really committed. We have students that come back that now um, have more walking experience because they've been on 12 trails guide courses over, over the years. It's a, it's a small jump from doing the, the course itself for, for life experience to gaining the, the actual skills which a guide will use out there. And to be honest, most of the international people who leave the course, you could put them on a game drive vehicle after a couple of months of sitting in the left-hand seat and they would offer a really, really good guided experience. When I, was, I, did, I did something similar. I mean, I did a push uh, for Garza training course as a, just uh, with my father as a really, as a, as a way for us to have an experience together. And it also just fundamentally changed the way we looked at things when we went out into the bush. So I can imagine how for a foreigner um, kind of coming into Africa for the first time, kind of with limited experience and then going through your course, how they must come out the other side and just see a whole different world. Um, it's, quite a, it's quite an incredible experience. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the thing is that people also forget, you know, that it's not that, that experience is on so many different levels. You learn, you know, like, you know, I've, I've mentioned a lot of what you learn but, but key skills also just for, you know, the business world, learning communication, learning how to, you know, when you are, when you are the guide, you have to think for everybody you have to learn how to communicate. You have to learn leadership. You learn teamwork. Um, you know, these are, these are skills. And, you know, we end up doing a fair amount of, uh, you know, management training uh, with companies through the guide training that we do. Um, for, you know, large executive companies, et cetera, uh, taking the executives because the bush teaches you everything you need to know in the workplace. And when you go out on a guide training course, you know, the, how you learn to observe, how you learn to communicate, how you learn, uh, you know, to, to lead people and conduct yourself. You know, the first time you come around the corner and you're driving a vehicle and there's a herd of elephants, you learn a lot about yourself. You know, you have to take control of that situation. You know, it's, it's all fine and well when you're sitting in the back seat and the guy who's driving the vehicle knows exactly what he's doing. But when that responsibility sits on your shoulders, you learn a lot about yourself and you learn to trust yourself. And people, I've seen people literally come in on these courses 
you know, very quiet, very timid, you know, and, you know, walk out the other side, just completely different people. And there are very few, there are very few things you can go and do in the world that are truly life-changing. But I have to say, this is, this is certainly one of them. You spoke about, and I think it's, there's a lot of value in this. You, you spoke about the cultural exchange opportunities where you can um, spend your time during the course getting to know locals who are getting their guiding qualifications and so forth. Is there an angle with what you guys do in terms of these guiding courses for overseas visitors in terms of giving back? Like uh, maybe if you can just outline a little bit of the work in terms of what you, what you can do as a visitor in terms of giving back as well as providing your own life-changing experiences. On our, you know, on our certificate courses, the nature guide and the, the trails guide courses where, where guys come out with a certificate that they can use to get into the industry and get guiding, we, so we interview around about 200 candidates a year uh, looking for people that have got the core attributes to become great guides one day, but don't have the financial uh, backing to be able to to come and do a guide qualification, because finance is a it's a massive um, it, it's a massive obstruction to for people to to get in and to get well trained and to to get a head start. So we we sponsor a local student to join our, uh, every one of our certificate courses. So that person then trains alongside the international people. Um, and, you know, that, that benefit, the, the cultural benefit cuts both ways as well, because, you know, for the international people, you know, you do have that exposure and, you know, to learn and understand about the culture. But equally for that guide, the moment you become a guide, there's a professional wall between you and your clients. You know, you, you have very polite, very superficial conversations, um, but you don't really get to understand those people and their culture and, and really see them as, as humans. But when you're training alongside them, you know, when you are guy training, you know, things do get tough. You know, you've got exams coming up, you've got all the pressure, you're on game drives, you know, you're trying to get better, but you're all in it together. And there's this camaraderie, there's this amazing, amazing camaraderie that, uh, that forms over this period of, of training. And those are friendships that last a lifetime. We've had many, many, many of our students come come back two or three years later after doing a guide training course with us and bring their families to Botswana on a safari. Um, and they always look up the, the sponsored guide they were with, find out what camp he's working at and go and spend time there with the families. And they keep in touch for, for years and years and years afterwards. So there's, there's, it, it's definitely a lot more organic and holistic than the relationship that you have with your professional guide when you go to one of the, the luxury lodges. Um, not to say that those friendships don't you know, um, persist, but you get to know the local people of Botswana on a, on a much deeper level um, by doing this. And obviously you are here for a longer period of time, which also um, you know, kind of helps build that, that strength of a bond. I absolutely love it, Grant. It's brilliant. I mean, I, I was lucky enough to do a, a volunteer, a three-month uh, conservation volunteer expedition in the Amazon when I was 19. And uh, we had all sorts of people on that course. Um, we had medical professionals from the UK. We had a couple of businessmen from Hong Kong. And then, of course, some gap year students and, and dropouts like myself. But it was, you know... 
nothing beats getting everybody together on the same level and being out in the wilderness where your the core purpose is to be out there doing what you're doing you know you absolutely forget about every element um of the world that you've left behind be it your stressful job or depression or whatever the case is because you're in the here and the now you're in the wilderness and you're in and you you you're about you know what the challenges of the day and as you say you know sitting by the fire with with your your comrades um who are from Botswana and talking about what you've learned that day sharing um accommodation being you know on the ground in the bush it it's incredibly humbling and you know if you really want to get away from the world um and have a true uh life-changing experience you've you've got to look into doing something like this because you 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 can't change your life or have a a relaxing holiday just by booking yourself a week on a beach in the Mauritius because you're just going to uh ruminate on life you know you've got to do something active like this and 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 what you've set up there you and you and your team there is uh, the epitome of that it's a, it's an amazing product oh thank you Jan Well, I couldn't agree with myself more there. So that concludes part 1 of this episode. In part 2 of this really cool episode with Grant Reed, we'll be talking a little bit more about um how you can book this experience for yourself or as a travel professional, uh who it's for, who it's not for. We chat a little bit more about women empowerment and the good that they do as an organization at the African Guide Academy and we'll also throw in one or two more anecdotes I believe so thanks very much for listening to part 1 part 2 will be coming out this very week coming so make sure you subscribe and make sure you follow us on all the social medias and remember that this is definitely not the last time you'll be hearing from these guys that we interview So when we bump into them on our travels around Africa we'll be definitely sharing video clips and mini interviews with them so this is definitely not the last time you'll be hearing from these guys so stay tuned keep connected and we'll keep sharing the love thanks guys see you soon